0: Hello there, my name is Miles Jupp, and I'm just interrupting you as you listen to whatever it is that you actually want to listen to, to tell you about the second series of Middle Please Umpire. Middle Please Umpire is a podcast that I, Miles Jupp, if you weren't concentrating when I first introduced myself only moments ago, that's not a criticism, your thoughts are your own and you must focus them wheresoever you yourself choose, host with Mark Wood, the 95 mile an hour bowling, England playing, World Cup winning, Northumberland hailing cricket lunatic Mark Wood. It's another series of episodes of the two of us talking about cricket and indeed any other stuff that springs to mind, both with each other and also with a succession of frankly illustrious guests. We lift the lid on Mark's life as an international sportsman, basically he spends a lot of time icing himself, and take you on a whistle-stop journey through the windmills of his mind. I, a mere fan, listener, Gog, giggle excitedly and try and draw comparisons with my own rather more mundane existence. All episodes of Middle Please Umpire are available right now from your favourite podcast providers.
2: Hello and welcome to Footballistic the Arsenal. I'm Boyd Hilton. Sidekick, psychic Josh Landy is in Soho House, as is his wont these days. It's the replica of Soho House that he's based his house on, listeners. One of our many glorious running jokes. And we are joined by the, I would say, the most controversial of our many recurring guests. And he's lived up to his reputation by tweeting this earlier today, 10.38am, a good time to remind everyone that Jose Mourinho is a much better football manager than Arsene Wenger. As it does seem, a lot of our fans do doubt that fact and like coming out of the woodwork on and taking enjoyment in days like this. Days like today, sorry. Uh, that was Alan on the uh, this morning's news. On a, on a packed day for news, let's face it, that Jose Mourinho has been sacked by Spurs, so he may be better than Arsenal, not good enough for Spurs though seemingly um, and of course, mm. oh my god, the fucking European Super League, we've got to talk about that and I mean, we haven't had a podcast since our triumphant um, victory last week in Prague and we've got yesterday's game to talk about, oh where to begin, Josh, where do we want to begin, I'm leaving it up to <laughs> you to decide where to begin
1: well, I feel like the bigger news surrounding Arsenal Football Club is is the Super League, right? Like Because that is the potential future of Arsenal, much more so than Jose Mourinho getting sacked or, or leaving the club. And uh, more so than Arsenal reaching a Europa League semi-final or salvaging a point against Fulham. So I feel we should start with this Super League story.
2: Okay. In that case, Alan, isn't it incredible to think that, I, for me, like among the many incredible things about the European Super League story is the timing mm. of it, because we're gearing up to play, you know, in the semi-final of the Europa League, but that, that kind of becomes completely irrelevant if this European Super League has any legs whatsoever, have any chance of actually existing. So who gives a shit about winning the European Super League if Arsenal's future is being part of this closed shop, um, Super League, what do you think of the whole grotesque situation?
3: I'm slowly coming to terms with all the different things that it impacts and mm-hmm. I hadn't really thought about how it takes the only two games we've got left to enjoy this season and possibly negates all the enjoyment that we can get out of them because, you know, uh, winning the European trophy is obviously a big thing and it's something that we've only managed to do with the reg- regularity of once every about 50 years as a, as a club in our history. So um, it's not to be sniffed at, but the bigger prize and the setup from the Europa League has obviously been that you have um, th- this prize of Champions League football next season and a way of getting into the elite if you haven't achieved it by your league place, which strangely is obviously the whole point of this um this European Super League. The, the the one thing about the Europa League is that, you know, if you have earned it by being the best of that second tier competition, you deserve your chance next season. And I think this is the key thing. It's all about earning something rather than being given something. Now, even in any walk of life, let alone uh, football or business or anything like that, earning something is far more rewarding than being handed something. There's There's... You know, it's it's perfect, perfectly within human nature that um, you, you'll enjoy things far more when you earn them. And as a football club and as football fans, that has to be the whole point of doing this. Um, you know, there are teams that get relegated down leagues time after time, year after year. But the successes are the things that they're there for and, and they make up for that. And there's also a very clear system of how you earn the right to be a big club again, or how you earn the right to be in another league again. And that's what makes it work. And um, I pointed out AFC Wimbledon in my online GUNA piece today. And I think it's a key thing that even though sometimes the suits at the FA and the Football League get these things wrong, and we've seen plenty of those things down the years, the system is so good and it's so much based on uh, merit and earning your place that even AFC Wimbledon were able to start again and earn their place again because of the way this all works. So it's not just about the FA Cup where, you know, David versus Goliath games happen most of the time and you see the Minnows take on the big boys. It's actually in a much slower capacity, if you've got a club that's progressing through the leagues, there's no limit to your success and slowly just shutting all that off and saying no it's invite only and we don't have any promotion and relegation it just totally takes out the joy for those people but it will soon sap the joy for the people that are actually in the in the tent as well
2: it's so short sighted isn't it and i and i think um i mean there are so many implications i was thinking yeah i was thinking there's that there's imagine the players so apparently i saw it reported that um Vinay out out our guy, um, you know, talk to the players about what the implications were of this thing. But I mean, they're being told. If they watch the news, and you think at least some of them watch the news that you know that that, that um, they're being threatened with not being able to play for their country if they get if they take part in that. I mean, that must you know Imagine imagine those players having to deal with that in the build up too. As we said, the most important. Well, what were the most important games of the season? Assuming that we're still allowed to be in in the uh, Champions League and that still exists next year. And then I wanted to mention that the most incredible thing about it for me, you see, I see a lot of people like, oh, there's a lot of people on Twitter and on, you know, kind of going a lot of kind of older hands, if you like, doing that thing where they go, oh yeah, you know, it's not like UEFA and FIFA and the Premier League, which of course was a breakaway league. I'm old enough to remember when it started breaking away from the football league. That's true. That, that's true that it broke away from the football league. It's true that Murdoch created Sky and it's true that, you know, um, we have to have ridiculous times for football matches as fans due to the TV money and all of that, including BT. All those things are true and we're constantly exploited and fans don't get to say all those things. Are true, But this is a different, this is a step change. It? This is a massive calamitous thing because it, because it's not it's a closed shop and it's not allowing it's literally saying it's literally saying Arsenal are shit right now but it doesn't matter we can get into this fucking european super league no matter how shit we are because of because we Arsenal we've had some kind of history even though we hardly make any money i mean you know on any level we're in a kind of fairly dodgy shape and yet we're going to get into this fucking league and other teams can't get into it and that is absolutely on a different scale to so all of the things, including the creation of the Premier League, and I remember when the Premier League was created. I'm pretty sure in the very earliest days of it, there was it was kind of mooted. Of what maybe the um, those teams won't there was kind of issues about relegation. Do you remember? I'm pretty sure there was some discussion yeah. at some point. Yeah, for the, the threat. At, yeah, of not first, having. At first, they wanted just
3: twenty-two, 22 teams, I believe, and no promotional yeah. relegation. Right. Then right. they said that they would only have one spot and it would be open to a playoff each each year between the bottom club yeah. and the club at the top of the championship. And then obviously sense prevailed and it yeah, became three prevailed. up three down. But the whole
2: right, but the whole defining Seemingly, defining purpose of this super league is for clubs to run as shittily as ours by by billionaire multi billionaires like Stan Crocker who do not give a shit, is to make a huge amount of money. And let's face it, this was his long game, wasn't it? This is why he bought Arsenal. This is, this is his dream. He can he can make billions of pounds, and and not have to have success on the pitch as a result. Josh, yeah, well, you're right. The
1: the main difference here between the creation of Sky and this is that. As Alan just articulated, the promotion and relegations have changed, but they exist and uh, and they have developed. And now they exist in a very similar format to see in the Football League, albeit with three spots rather than four, but then we've got less teams involved. So it's proportionally pretty similar to the rest of the, the football sort of pyramid below. So that is a, a huge difference. Um, I feel, and I might be getting a couple of steps ahead, that this might all end up with, can FIFA really insist that the players from any clubs taking part will be banned or will not be allowed to take part in a World Cup? Because there seems to be a level of uncertainty whether the Premier League could really kick out these clubs. And you would have to go, it would go to court. And even what we have now, presumably would have to go to an English court, you know, couldn't go to UA for like what the Italian clubs and Spanish clubs have under maybe EU law. I mean, the whole thing is, is incredibly difficult. And I suspect that the clubs feel that they couldn't really be kicked out by their leagues if it came to it. But I think the one factor will be, do these clubs, you know, do the players have the ability to be barred from a world club, a world cup by FIFA, because however much money you're earning, can you imagine like the Brazilian and, you know, Argentinian stars who come over to Europe, not being able to play for Argentina and Brazil in a World Cup, like however much money you're on, that well, seems. I mean, Harry
2: Kane not being allowed to play for England. Harry, I mean, you know, Harry Kane's yes, not getting there. Of course, but I'm saying the, the, the pressure
1: would be like so huge. That's where I think this falls down. I think if FIFA can be strong and genuinely bar claim that anyone, and and it will be this battle of wills, won't it? Because you know the the, the super the the this um these 12 clubs will be thinking well they can't have a world cup without all these stars so maybe they will relent but if they don't i think it i think it falls down and therefore i don't know this isn't just a negotiation play on the future of the champions league which a lot of people have been saying like you know they're obviously about to revamp the champions league it's going to move to 36 teams to have a point where you've seen Arsenal, Man City, Spur put out statements on their websites. Like whatever happens now, we will all feel a certain way to the club. Even if it next week mm. there was another statement going, do you know what we all looked into it a bit further and we can't do it? Sorry. I mean, we you not it's not all is forgiven. This is not Spurs going, Yeah, we're gonna furlough our staff because everyone else is right, and then everyone piling in and going, actually, it shouldn't be, you know, this isn't just a PR move around a sensitive. Situation. This is like a concerted way of trying to change the football landscape, uh, and I, I don't know. It, it does. It, I mean, Alan goes to watch, you know, w- West Ham a lot, and I go and watch, uh, and also you probably go to Barnet sometimes. This has made me spend a lot of time thinking about why I like Leighton Orient, Honestly, because
2: yeah. oh, it's, I mean, it's
1: all the it's a perversion of, like, that are removed.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's a perversion of football. I mean, we were saying in our Arsenal in our Arsenal um, WhatsApp group. Last night, you know, yeah, there were all. What other team? What team can we go and watch instead? You know, I can go and watch Brighton or Orient, or you know, Orient. It's, really. to... it's
1: really lovely there.
2: Oh, like I used to go to <laughs> Orient when I was when I was a kid. I went a few times. Orient that was right. my nearest club. But Alan, do you think? I guess the big, big question is, and you're you're you work in the world of sport, basically, <laughs> right? You know a lot about the you know how these things work. Do you think this is the big, the big question? Can has this any chance of actually happening? Like, is it? And I know I think it was a negotiating stance, partly, wasn't it? About the and that's and it's worked because they, they announced today that they are changing the structure of the Champions League, including this There was a vague phrase about him making it easier for major clubs with depending on their you know recent whatever to get into the Champions. League. I don't fucking know what that meant, but there was some vague nod towards making it easier for big clubs to get into the Champions League and more close to get in. Sorry, Josh. I just want to come in before you're out of time because
1: on one level, I think it is easier to a renegotiation tactic, but you've seen people resign from positions. You've seen, like, statements put out. It's gone a bit... A
2: bit oh, I know. No, no, no. Oh, I'm not... I, what I was going to say so was... I think it started re-dumping. out... Right. But I think it started out as, 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 a, as a negotiating element here we and are. then once the the reality sank in that a club like Arsenal and I feel particularly from Stan Cronkins point of view can suddenly make earn hundreds of millions more almost instantly than they are right now in this climate, in the COVID climate, means that he's completely loved the idea. But Alan, do you think it will actually happen is the question.
3: I think I think Josh's point is 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 a correct one in that these these clubs haven't haven't just tested the water with this. Again, it's not like you sometimes see in politics where you have a government that leaks a policy, sees what the reaction's like in the media, then they maybe backtrack from it or something like that. The, the, the clubs have gone ahead with it. They've tweeted it. I mean, Arsenal had... I mean, who lined that up? Who sat with a social media manager saying, "Oh, like, I I know. Want to, yeah. I want you to tweet this? Uh, yeah. Because in any kind of... Weld, if you're a football fan running that account, which I'm not quite sure they are anymore, but let's you know, let's say he is a big Arsenal fan, you'd be looking up, going, "Really? I don't think that's going to play well. Should I do that?" And, <laughs> I and, and they've been made to do it. And and um, the, the funny thing is, is actually, you know, I I did recommend going to Leighton Orient with to someone today, and I, you know, I've worked in non-league football. I've worked at worked at quite a low level of non-league football, and people do get enjoyment from that. And I would always say, go to your local non-league club. But I've always used it as a sort of supplement to enjoying other levels of football along with supporting Arsenal. But I've been on here before and I've I've moaned about certain things and I've had Twitter messages or people coming back on afterwards and saying, oh, he moaned about Sweet Caroline being played. He moaned about a kid being on an iPad and not watching the game. Oh, he moaned about the fact that we've got uh, fans on Twitter that seem to be more fans of players than clubs. He he moaned about half and half scars. All of this ladders up to it. Yeah. If you sort of allow all these things to happen, then eventually this is what you get. You get customers, not fans and you get uh, a situation that can always be manipulated against even the most hardcore set of fans to the point where it will suddenly swing so far the other way that, those people will be in a the minority. They possibly are now, uh, certainly not at our away games, things like that. I think, you know, we we we, we maintain a proper um, supporter base at, at away games and things like that. But actually at the Emirates now, there are a lot of people with a few quids in their pockets who will live in those nice little suburbs around Hampstead and Highbury and Islington and places like that. And they're very happy to have a, a nice little season to get with their kids at, uh, at their local Premier League club and turn up and watch a game. They'll go home. They probably won't even look at the away result the following week. And if we're playing someone terrible the week after that, they probably won't even turn up. But they'll be back again when we play someone good, and they won't even get rid of those tickets. And that's why you see empty seats there. And that's why I come on and moan about that stuff, because this is what it all adds up to. No one at the club cares as long as that seat is filled by anyone. And if it's by someone that's a director of some multinational that lives in Hampstead rather than, um, you know, some middle manager that supported Arsenal, all he's like. They do not care. He's probably going to pay more in the future. He's probably going to spend more when he's in the stadium. They do that, not care about that. And this, all but, these little things build up to that.
2: But that sounds to me like you're blaming the fans for something. That I'm not. I'm, I'm blaming people for
3: saying that why are you moaning about stuff like that when you moan about all the little things? Because
2: they all add up to this big thing. I don't, yeah, but those people but, people are, but that's like blaming the victim. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. Those people a are perfectly entitled to turn up to those games. I'm not right. Saying they, they pay not. good money. I, I, all these generalizations about the modern day fan. I, I'm sorry. Hold, 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 let me hold on. You're blaming the victim. We are Arsenal fans. Are there? There are hundreds of you know there all all kinds of different people. There are some of those people you mentioned. But there there, there are, are, people are people like us. There the are people, people who have the
3: What? There are people that I, I know. People that don't support Arsenal, that have season tickets because we're the local club. They don't cheer us on during the games. They couldn't care less whether we win or lose. They have season tickets at the club.
2: So are you telling me... But but what are you telling... it, accepting that you know some people, I mean, it's like an anecdote. Who, who cares? I, I don't care. Are you telling me that this is happening, that the billionaire owners of these clubs, it's not just Arsenal, as we know, it's Milan, it's Barcelona, it's Real Madrid. Are you saying they're all... They, this is happening because there are some fans that go to stadiums who aren't necessarily supporters, long-time supporters of their clubs, and they go for the entertainment value and they're rich oh. and that's why it's happening. No, it's happening. Oh, because oh, it was, the game it was, it was- is the most popular... <laughs> money-making, billion, billion, billions game in the world for all kinds of reasons, for the TV rights mainly, and people like Stan Kroenke are exploiting that and to make more money and are doing this for that reason. It's not, don't blame the fans for it. it
3: was what can we all fucking do uh, about it? I, no, but we're not the we there, are we? We're not the we. If you look at that, it's been revealed today that in that presentation, the likes of us who've been going to Arsenal since we were a lot younger and before, you know, well, maybe not Josh, but, um, you know, a long, long time ago, uh, certainly before us, I mean, I know Josh remembers the, the latter Graham years and uh, a bit of Rio as well. But look, they're not talking about us in that. What they're actually saying, we are, because it was in their presentation, we are legacy fans. It was in the presentation, written exactly like that, that's who we are. That's who the people on this podcast are, and the, people, the, the other guests that you have on are mostly in that bracket, um, we're legacy fans, and they've called us that, and they know full well that we will be replaced by people who are seeking entertainment. Now, those people do exist within our season ticket holder base at the moment. I know that for a fact. I'm not blaming... But they don't even need... But my point I'm is... I'm blaming the club for, for, for generating something that can have that kind of disparity and it will lead to stuff like this. Uh, they, Alan, they want it do,
1: to happen. do you think Arsenal are the only club whereby it's become more about entertainment and about going like... A, I think, you know, Tottenham are like the new stadium in town, just, you know... There was more hospitality demand there. There were more people. There was more fans like that. I think it's it's most clubs. I don't I don't know how much we can just point the finger at. Our, I just feel slightly uncomfortable that we're like, of course we're going to have some you know wealthier I'm, fans who are less passionate and shouty. But that is not, part of the club. I'm
3: not. I know somebody bought twenty. I know somebody bought twenty tickets at White Hart Lane at the new White Hart Lane. He's not a Tottenham fan. You bought 20 well, you know tickets. very rich
2: people
1: yeah <laughs> betting <world.
3: laughs> you, you, you get <laughs> but listen listen someone bought 20 tickets there okay now they did that because they like football and they want to go and I, but, by the way I'm not begrudging them and some people did that with west ham because they saw that it was a, a nice um cheap way to introduce kids to season and hopefully the club's policy on that when they increased their app, their, their allocation was that if a guy down the road doesn't particularly support West Ham, but brings two kids along, they'll support West Ham in the future because their dad took them to Premier League games. We all get into the game in different ways. And I'm not blaming anyone across that spectrum, whether you've got loads of money to buy a box tomorrow at a club you don't care about. Everyone earns their, their right in different ways to watch the game that we love. But if you let that happen in such a way that it's happened everywhere else, you can't complain at this because this is the ultimate upshot of it if if you price out the the local arsenal fan from islington that that particularly working class over a course of a number of years this this is going on for a long long time then you will eventually have a slightly different fan base and you'll eventually have a fan base that you can manipulate into saying
1: you know this is this is you you can't manipulate this fan base. this fan base is massively turned around. And I I agree going to Arsenal now is not what it was 15, 20 years ago. It it is more entertainment. It is more akin to a night at the theater. And that is sad and and disappointing. And that's why I still like going sometimes more to the away games because it feels more like, you know, more like the day out that it, that it used to be. However, at the heart of it is still, it might be a theater, but it's sporting integrity. It's still fighting to, to win something and get there on merit. Like, we're in a weird position now for the first time in however many 25 years where we're going to have three, four, five league games, which really mean nothing. I mean, we've had games that mean nothing, but we still qualify for a Champions League or still qualify to get into uh, the UEFA Cup or Europa League, whatever it's been. But we are going to have dead games. The idea that we are going to have, you know, games that, that just do not matter for us to qualify for something greater is is the massive change and so I don't I, I think you're right about the fan base changing but I don't know if we've changed enough where you could suddenly go oh do you know what all I want to do is watch into Milan every year and Juventus and I, just... no, I, 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 I think
3: you're right and I think that that'll eventually come back and bite them but that's mm. what they think will happen and, and, and I think that they've called the mood wrong. I think they've called the mood wrong on that. And those those people won't turn up. Okay. If we're playing Atletico Madrid in a 14th question. versus 15th in the in the Europa, European Super League towards the end of the season, you won't get as many people that would have turned up to that Arsenal-Fulham game yesterday.
1: OK, I've got a question for you both. So if the structure of this, is, if I read it and understood it correctly, is 20 teams, two groups of 10, everyone plays everyone Home and away, then it's quarterfinals, semi finals, final um, as we go through. So that's 18 group games. Do you think right now, let's say Arsenal can stay in the Premier League, so they do remain in the Premier League, we still have a league, but we're going to have 18 European Super League fixtures, nine home ones. Do you think the Emirates will be full for all nine of those home European no. Super League games? Absolutely no, not. Of course not. Two oh. or three maximum. And, yeah. and, 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 oh, and that's why one of
3: those they will be yeah they do they they definitely do and and the funny thing is is that the ones that will probably have the highest demand will be our games against the other english clubs
2: within it yeah that's yeah. The, that's which is the first thing about this yes which is why there's nothing fans are powerless in the situation what can we do? We can't do anything. And, and, and in fact, I think it's a slight red herring. I have to say, I know what you're saying about the slow, well, you know, the, the kind of the show-pacification, I've invented that word. Of but that's global. That's around the world. I, you know, even including even including Bundesliga, right? Where and those teams, interestingly, are not taking part in it. And of course, they have a, a large fan but fan fan ownership section percentage right. of, of, of Bundesliga big teams, right? But, but they're they still.
0: To-
3: they have the ownership rule that you, right. the, the fifty-one yeah. percent, and, right. and, and that, that's what maintains their integrity. Right. In
2: so, London. right. What I'm about to say is that's the only way that we as fans have a say is if that was imposed, and that needs governments to do it. That's political situation. Jeremy Corbyn is mooted that, you know, in the last election, I believe. <laughs> you know, that, that's what that that takes a big political move. That, as it is now, the way that we are the way that that the government effectively and UEFA, etc., and the Premier League allow multi billionaire foreign people who don't give a shit about football to own our clubs means we cannot do anything. And in fact, my next question is and you know, I generally think we're totally powerless in this situation, no matter how many rich, no matter how many of us are legacy fans, and how many of us are new, new, the new fan. It's irrelevant. I think it's a red herring. The, it has to be a, either a political thing. And I watched Oliver Dowd and the the, the, the um, government spokesman saying they will do something. What? Who knows what the fuck they'll do? And then also, it take. I look at the managers and players. I really do. I'm fascinated to see as we speak. It's six o'clock tonight. Liverpool are on TV playing Leeds. What's Klopp going to say? Klopp. I mean, you know, I, I tweeted this yesterday. Klopp is a known. You know, left-wing socialist. He believes in egalitarianism in football. He comes from that German tradition, obviously, and he's and he's passionate about Liverpool doing the right. So, how can he? How what does he? What's he going to say? He can't go along with this. And I think if the Man- League Managers Association and the PFA and the player all got together, that's what that's where the power lies. But I can't see. it happening.
3: I'd assume. I mean, yeah, they've definitely got more of a voice than the fans, even though we've got social media, we've got podcasts, we've got things like that. But obviously, yeah, Jurgen Klopp will be as you say, interviewed pre and post this game tonight, and you would expect him to be uh, questioned on this. I would also expect Liverpool's PR team and media team to have had him fully briefed all day on the kind of answer that he should be giving. Now, whether or not he goes off-piste, you, you never know. I mean, like like you say, he is the kind of person that does have his own thoughts on this kind of thing, whether it be political or uh, motivated within sports. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it will be very interesting to see what he says. Um, but I would are, be angry, uh, I have to say. There yeah. are a couple of players already today, um, women's players that have uh, tweeted against this and have been asked to, to delete their tweets, I believe. Uh, by oh, really? The, that they, they represent.
2: Um, so, Ozil tweeted about it very strongly. Yeah, yeah. See that? Yeah, and uh, good for him. So my, but I, I would He's be angry. He's going to be just... involved, isn't he? No, no, I know it's easy for him, yeah. But I, what I find infuriating, I mean, apart from the whole thing is infuriating. But I think it's really unfair to expect fans to be able to do anything. I, I mean, I'll, you know, I'll go on marches and blah blah blah, of course, and we can raise banners. But we are fucking powerless. Whereas I'd be really angry if the managers and players feel they can't do anything because they're being told by the PRs of their teams that they can't say anything. They have fucking. I, what can the, t- it, what can the teams the reality? do? If Klopp walks, out, no, no, let me finish. If Klopp, if Klopp and Arteta you know, refuse to go along with this thing and say what they really think of it. What can the clubs do? What are the clubs going to do? Sack them? What are the they'll, clubs going to do? Sack all the players?
3: They'll be sacked until people that want to earn lots of money start to replace them. So the quality might diminish. Um, Will players go on strike? Could be that. But if you, I was going to say, you said fans haven't got uh, an influence in this. Now I've mentioned AFC Wimbledon earlier. They, Managed to, their fans managed to turn around a bad decision, albeit over a long period of time. But I want, to, I want you to cast your minds back to the first ever Premier League game that Arsenal had at Highbury that was live on Sky TV. We played Manchester City. It was the late September 1992 in that first season. And it's, it's remembered for the halftime incident with the band called The Shaman. And they were booed off the pitch. They were booed during their set of two songs. And also the cheerleaders that were on the pitch at the same time were booed off. Sky had fireworks, cheerleaders and bands at halftime during all of their Monday night football. It was so badly received by the fans that they stopped doing it before before the season was out. So don't think you can't make a difference. It's just once people express a dislike I, or something, it, it, you know, these kind but of this these is a, messages... But th- this can is get. a
2: different magnitude, isn't it? It
3: is, this is, this look, is. look at the outpouring today. You know, you've got Ian Wright saying, absolutely shameful. A, a club legend
2: replying to a tweet from the club that, you know, how far do these guys think they've got it wrong? Oh, of course, of course. What I'm saying is it needs... That's what it... it needs Ian Wright. It needs the... It needs actual current players. I, I, I honestly, I think... It, I, 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 I can't see... You know, I can't, the comparison between, you know, I remember that moment, yeah. But that's a, a magnitude of difference between us being able to do, do anything about this. So just re- looking at this, you know, recent development, um, Simon Evans tweeted not so long ago. I mean, this is getting, sick, really, and this is incredibly disturbing. I think the whole thing is so sick, at twisted. But UEFA's Danish Exco member, Jesper Moller, says he expects Chelsea, Real Madrid and Man City to be kicked out of the Champions League semi-finals this week. The clubs must go, he said, and I expect that to happen on Friday. Then we work out how to finish this season's Champions League. I mean, this is... Well, unbel- uh, this amazingly... Is, Alan,
1: Alan, what price to PSG to win the Champions League? We might have to lump on with you. No, no, no. no.
3: I was just about to say
1: this. Leicester today went 20-1 to 1 to win
3: the Premier League this season. This season. Oh. And mathematically, that's not possible. That's not possible. West Ham went a short price to win the Premier League today. Again, mathematically, that's not possible but you've got here that um psg went to went for a short price they're now currently trading favorites
2: for the champions league it's incredible isn't it I mean, basically face. a bunch a bunch of billionaire morons are, are are literally ruining the game as we speak we, I mean, we should just, take I, a break void uh, let's take a break
0: Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike, e-bikes that are cool AF.
1: And we're back. Josh, you wanted to uh, say something. (laughs) Here's the thing that I I can't get away from, and I mentioned it earlier. (laughs) For the clubs to put out a statement it, it's not bluffing which is why I think they really do think this is happening. right? I, 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 I've come round to that sad conclusion that I don't, it's not bluffing. The, the UEFA proposals to redesign the Champions League are not going to be enough for them. They're not interested in 36 teams because they'll take the view that you could have looked at the 32 teams going into the Champions League this season. You would have Out of the 16 to make the round of 16, you probably would have got all but one or two right. Then with the quarterfinals, you get all. So they've just taken the view. We don't don't need that many more teams in it. So for them to go about this, they've all discussed it. They've known it. Their lawyers have gone to the hill to work out they can't be kicked out of their current leagues. And they're going to take a view. So I think this is happening. That's what I. That's why I'm going to come around to the conclusion of, um, and I think we as fans are all just going to desperately hold on that that we're still part of a of a Premier League, and we're going to have to we're going to have to like it or lump it. And it will be fascinating if that's the case. What happens with season to get holders? Who, how many want to renew? How many don't? What would you do right now, Boyd? Let me give you a scenario. Right now, you, Boyd, oh, Dan, or you may you know who you sit with, Arsenal in the Premier League next year. But we're in the European Super League and, you know, that's the situation. Are you renewing right now?
2: No. 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 I I, I think this is disgusting. As I said, perversion of football. I can't go. Yeah. I can't. I think it's... I also think... Do we still you know, do a podcast, legal... void. If you're not going, do we still do this podcast? <laughs> yeah, we still do the podcast. But i tell you, on the basis that it's fun. I like seeing you every week, Josh um and right you know right. and the guests we get and it's fun and the same way that going to football i enjoy going to our um turkish our turkish meal before we go on you know Backstock road uh, we have a lovely time we have a you know we have a few drinks and it's the whole experience yeah it's a joy so we can carry on having the experience without having to watch really? us in some fucking useless disney competition between a bunch of overblown moronic billionaires owning owning clubs Yes. Well, of- look,
3: sh- surely the the price of the season ticket will go up because you're, you'd already go way past the the cup values oh, yeah. we have uh, with the sure. nine nine European Super League games plus nineteen Premier League games.
2: Yeah. I mean, I
3: mean, yeah. you're, you're at you're at twenty eight already, and then FA Cup, League Cup. I'm sure. Um, I mean, they'll they'll ditch the League Cup. I'm pretty sure they'll probably make the FA Cup some kind of reservist competition that um, the League Cup suddenly become and maybe make it that you have a, a 28-game season ticket, which will cost an absolute fortune and you'll be charged more for the, the quarterfinals and semifinals if we get to them.
2: Um, yeah, I'm not going to. Or, what about you, Josh? What's the answer to your question from you? <laughs> really don't know. Um,
1: I hate the idea of it because I also then think, well, it, in my head I was like, well I wonder if you could just go to the Premier League games and boycott this. But then what's the point of the Premier League? What are you trying to you could win it, but right. they've made three, they, three the, the it to the It's The whole thing obviously becomes mockery. I don't know. It would be um I don't know. Uh, I, I think more people would would probably keep their season tickets than we we first think. Um, it would certainly make me really like... I've been talking about it with the... the you know, I do go to Leitonora in, in, in normal non-COVID times, probably six, eight times a season. It would certainly make that way more appealing. But if the Premier League cannot kick out kick out Arsenal... And I think the Premier
2: League can... By the way, I, I think I this think whole legal can. thing, I've had a lot... Well, first of all, I was really interested in thinking about FIFA. That FIFA has an incredible amount of power in a kind of quasi-legal way, basically... You know the FIFA. Everyone once everyone agrees to the governance of FIFA. FIFA can pretty much do whatever the fuck it wants, basically, and and can and seemingly FIFA with their statement Behind. was against was against the the European Super League, I'm, and apparently tomorrow they're going to come out more strongly against the European Super League. I, I,
1: I get why everyone's very very you know against internally, but like these twelve clubs. I mean, we saw Man City's legal power in their case against UEFA. I mean, it, it, there were, you know, however many lawyers from the... Like, I cannot believe that these multi-billion-pound companies have come together and not really gone down far down that road of all their who working on every possible scenario. Because a lot of people, when it was like four o'clock yesterday... And it seemed to be people were talking about, oh, they don't want to be part of the Premier League. This is going to not be involving the Premier League. That's what they were even talking about on the radio and Sky. Mm -hmm. And then obviously it has come out that the clubs are very much planning to still be part of their domestic leagues and... And also take part in this competition. So I just think the amount of legal work that must have gone in for them to decipher that they feel they they cannot be removed from their leagues is
2: is significant. No, because it's a, sorry. One, I, I, I see what you mean, but it's more of a tactical. It's more of a ta- their assumption is they're so uh, you and the assumption may well be right. They're so they have such belief in their own importance to the to the system that they think they will never get that far. Whereby, I mean, first of all, the Premier League can it wouldn't expel. Need, needs a vote of two thirds of his it? own no clubs. So they wouldn't. There are enough clubs involved in this breakaway to not vote at the Premier League. It takes the FA and the UEFA and FIFA effectively, and possibly the government to take that decision rather than Premier League. But, but certainly, taking measures like banning players from playing in the in in for their national team and all those things. From what I've heard, I mean, none of us are legal experts. Those things can absolutely be done if, if they, if they so feel they they need to do them, those measures can be taken. Can't the,
3: the, the other fourteen clubs can surely vote the other six out because they all they all hold rights. That would be over two two thirds. That would be a majority over two thirds. Um, so, they <laughs> make I read that that that's the they could, what, that
2: stays
3: in that. They could vote them out in in that respect. Um, Yeah, I'm pretty sure my maths is right on that. It's just (laughs) about, yeah, 14 is just about what you would need. 13-7 wouldn't work, Um, but but 14-6 would definitely work. Correct. Um, But I was just about to say, imagine, imagine this. If we suddenly got good at football again (laughs) and we're playing... uh, uh, maybe at home on a a Wednesday night to go two points clear in the Premier League table with a game left. And on the.
2: Can I just interrupt you very quickly? Sorry, Alan. This is the, this is Darren Arsenal tweeted this. The EPL can't kick the six out of the league because they need three quarters. A VP comes to back end. <laughs> so well, that so that's my, my mistake. Not two thirds, three quarters. Carry oh, on.
3: right. Okay. Well, that, make, that makes much more sense mathematically. Um, but yeah, imagine that. You've got a Tuesday night going to go two points clear in the Premier League with a game left uh, the following week. But we rest players because we've got a Super League semi-final yeah. for the weekend. You're suddenly diminishing your main product. Even if you stay in that main product of the Premier League, you're diminishing it to such an extent that it almost becomes irrelevant oh, and nobody cares about of it. Of course, 100%. And, and it's insulting. Why, why would you care more about the one that you haven't earned? Uh, it comes back to my original point. Earning something is far more important than actually being handed it. And But not if you're saying crookie Well, I guess so. But then, you know, what? there's only so much money you can have. There's only so much money. <laughs> you haven't
2: met American billionaires. You haven't met American right-wing billionaires. There's not so much money they can have. That's the problem. That is the problem. Really? Uh, yeah, well, me, then, uh, um, yeah. Okay. This, well, I mean, I'm, I'm lost. Maybe I'm in
3: same. too idealistic mode to, to say, you know. It is
2: shocking. They're all wheeling out. Can I you know, I mean it oh, was interesting that just, just I meant to say this for about the tweeting thing was fascinating because Arsenal tweeted unbelievably proudly didn't they because yeah. the tweets were all slightly different Arsenal's one was like we Arsenal are at the forefront of this fucking European <laughs> super league isn't it great whereas interesting Liverpool didn't Liverpool's version of their tweet was like top teams in europe are establishing a european super league almost like not admitting that they're actually part <laughs> of it in their tweet and i Did thought I, it was fascinating and man united apparently didn't even tweet anything for like man, hours man. on end they they didn't but i tell you
3: what um this has been and i know this for a fact because it's uh, it's all monitored this has been the quietest ever day on arsenal's twitter account since it was formed they usually yeah. have a policy where they will tweet every 10 to 5 minutes they have not tweeted for eighteen hours.
2: Wow! What a great fact! This is why we love you, Alan. This is why you're, this is why you're. Open. So, and so, what do you think that is? Do you think that's like some poor incredible. Arsenal media manager has been frog marched out of the club <laughs> by Stan Kroenke's <laughs> youngest son? I would, I would love
3: it to be someone's been so principled he's locked the account and the password, yeah, and just walked yeah. out Brilliant. And someone said, has I don't, don't want he's to. He's given it. I reckon it's more likely the media team saying we're getting so many bad replies to this one. Can you just uh, try and let it die itself out? It won't though 27,000 replies already 36,000 retweets. Astonishingly, astonishingly. And this is where fan base worldwide fan base, the kind of guys I get replying to me from, Nigeria and India and places like that that have great love for our club and they're definitely entitled to do so. But then start telling me more about the club than a game <laughs> I've just actually been at. These guys really do love the club to the point where they probably do
2: like this. They probably do like this. They Some of them, do. but not all of them. Not I've seen loads of well, I've seen loads of American fans. The, the, loads what of the kids, what the kids call ratios, Boyd. It's
3: it's on ratios at the moment. But you don't know. A ratio not, doesn't show whether you agree or disagree with it. Yeah, the, with and the also Twitter—if you're, you're liking it, forty thousand people liking it probably suggests that it does have at least. Looking at the responses, at least thirty-three percent, a third of fans that are liking this from the people that follow us.
1: Alan, you should do a, a poll on your Twitter, and, and therefore polls would be a better indicator, maybe than uh, than 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 anything else you. Um,
3: well, no. Uh, but surely the Arsenal at, at, at Arsenal podcast is exactly the place to do this.
2: Yeah, well, I, got, I mean, I don't think I, the vast majority. I've been listening to five live. I've been watching Sky Sports News. I've been, you know, looking at Twitter. The, va- the vast majority for, of 40, fans of these teams people, are furious about it. But forty thousand people have liked that tweet from from the club. How many you followers know, have they got? Uh few million yeah yeah i mean you know it's not that many so you know i i just think you can't tell i don't anyway here's the thing every single every single by the way every single you know every single press conference every interview it's going to be this is it's already ruining football just by that that everyone's fucking going to be Having to answer about this thing, and it's not their decision. It's not that. That's what. So, what do you serious.
3: guys think Arteta's response will be? Uh, he, will,
1: he will. He will. He will toe the party line. He will say he will. One hundred percent. He's toeing he to the, the party line. So's Pep. Klopp is interesting. Klopp is interesting. Klopp's, Klopp's the, the one. one I'm
2: interested in Klopp's seeing. Klopp's the yeah. one. And I have to say, if he doesn't, I, I will be disappointed. I love Klopp. You know, I've said it before on this on this many times. Um, how much I admire him and like him. I think he's brilliant. Um, but. I will be. I think. I think a lot of Liverpool fans are going to be waiting for this moment to see what he says, and he has got to deal with Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher. Either they don't let him do, you know, normally on Monday night football, they have, as Alan said, they, have, they interview pre-post, and they also normally do a live with him, a live, you know, yeah. chat with him at the end, presuming Liverpool win. Maybe they won't even win. Um, that's not going to happen, I assume. But he is going to have to address it because he's supposed to be... People, and there are others, not just him. I'm not putting the whole, you know, the whole future of the European Super League fight back on Jurgen Klopp. But there has to be more principled action and statements taken by people who actually a, have the power.
3: There was there was some fake news this morning that Mourinho's departure in Tottenham was...
2: because yeah. yeah.
3: He that. He, wouldn't, right. he wouldn't... Imagine Mourinho taking a stand. Like I, I think he would, though. I like the guy.
2: And we know you like the guy. You think it's better than just quickly. We should talk. We must talk a little bit about the game yesterday, and maybe even a little bit about the 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 triumph on Thursday. But Alan, on what basis do you say Jose Mourinho is a better manager than Arsene Wenger? Just to get that clarified. Uh, So many
3: that I can probably reel off five off the top of my head straight away. Um, His European record, his record against Arsene Wenger, his. Overall record in leading different teams in different countries to titles.
2: And has he won more than Arsene Wenger?
3: Yes, he has. I mean, there, I mean, the number of trophies. There's, this there's, there's so many different metrics where you could put um, Mourinho ahead. But sorry, the reason that I tweeted that earlier is that Mourinho, for me, he he, and it's not about. It's not. This isn't really an Arsene Wenger thing. It's, it's more that. Mourinho, for me, suddenly became some kind of pantomime villain for almost an acceptance of mediocrity at Arsenal. So always pointing to him, saying, "Oh, he's spending loads of money at Chelsea," and "Oh, isn't it great that Arsenal didn't shake his hand after the Community Shield?" Almost an outward focus for all this rage of, of how we declined, rather than actually looking at looking at where we were going wrong and saying, "Come on." That, you know, we can we can challenge this guy. No, 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 and, and just moaning about him. So I, I see him as, as just this illustration of our about downturn. As but a... Isn't
2: that? Isn't that because if that's not because of that though, isn't it? The reason why we, I, speaking personally, and I think speaking for a lot of Arsenal fans and just fans of all in general, we think he's a gigantic prick. And one of the and the, and if it had been no, 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 is. if it had been Clark, no, 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 if it had been well, you're entitled not to think he's a gigantic prick. That's a different matter, but. I have much, a lot of evidence. I think evidence is week in, week out of his prickness of being a twat, and that's why we we hate, don't like him, and that's why we laugh and, get, and find it funny that he's been sacked from Tottenham today. Why do you think Tottenham sacked If he's so good, why have to, they're in the league, they're above us. What 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 is it about him then? That if he's so brilliant, why you should have been like the, the greatest thing ever happened to Spurs, but it's clearly not. Well, I don't think Spurs would win trophies with with anyone. They they got, they got to the, the final of the Champions League under the previous manager. Yeah, and they lost quite comfortably. Well, so. they don't go anywhere near that under this manager, have they? You don't think they've declined under this manager? Possibly, but it's by your Come you are giving him a lot of. I feel you're giving Jose Mourinho because of, I think you're giving him more credit than he deserves. He's certainly done brilliant things earlier in his career, like Arsene Menga did, but he's <laughs> t- completely lost it, hasn't he? He is, not His man manager. management is literally <laughs> goes against the the um, the the. Uh, it goes against the whole process of listen, football.
3: Listen, this is a guy that managed to win the Champions League with a club from the seventh best league in Europe. Years ago, Arsene it, Benham it managed to win the double really with Arsenal What? The reason that I make the comparison today is that because people have used his presence in the English game as almost an excuse for our own failings and made him out to be that pantomime villain that Arsene Wenger could never beat. And, oh, really? Arsene, it wasn't you know, like that. It wasn't like that. And always got the better of him. Well, he did always get the better of him because he was better than him. <laughs>
2: and it's not about that. But he had way more money than we did. He won the Champions League with Porto. No, and, when he beat Arsene Wenger's Arsenal. Two you know, yeah, when he beat Arsene Wenger, When he came to this country, the, the, the history of it, as you know, Arsenal, Arsenal yeah, but, at but that no, point. For, but for no, but okay, but their record against each other.
3: Even if you took account of the money,
2: yeah,
3: we're still so far in Mourinho's favour. Okay, we'll he, move on. He, Josh is getting frustrated. frustrated.
2: I think, I think you because I
3: think, uh, obviously uh, I'm making <laughs> some very good points to diminish Arsene Wenger, and whenever I do that, Josh doesn't like it.
2: So. I think it's uh, okay. We'll we'll agree to
3: disagree. I still want to know Josh's percentage for how the club <laughs> in its current form no. is to do with Arsene Wenger. He's still not never that asked again. With That one. <laughs>
1: Let's. I could. I might, want, Alan, we, we might only have about six podcasts left, ever. We don't can want to waste it on that sort of stuff. No, we're carrying on. We're carrying on. this kind of thing. How are you carrying on? What are you going to watch? The, are you going to watch the games then from home? You just won't go in person? Is that where you're at? Yeah. How, I how mean, do you're do not you
2: getting it? my money. I'm not spending my money. There's no difference
3: between. I don't, you know. If, they,
2: want, so, they want you watching on TV, boy. Well, you know. That's that. listen on the radio. you I can subscribe to
1: Five Live. Maybe I, subs, I listen on Five
2: Live, and I subscribe to Disney Plus. That will probably be on anyway. <laughs> so you know, I'm all right. <laughs> well, you probably watch get Disney it
1: Plus. Combed with your job, probably. Of course, so I, get compt. Of course I get it. Combed.
2: Of course, I get it. I get Sky <laughs> Combed as well. Yeah, I'm fine. I think I, I'm. Right,
1: I'm, I'm sorry to say, but I I think um, in some guys, this, this is all happening, and we're going to have to decide whether whether we go along or not, and it'll be fascinating. Imagine oh, yeah, that first
2: group game. Uh, uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll, we must. I, don't, upon... I just don't think
1: it's got this far. My biggest thing, I can't get is it. it hasn't gone this far for them to go, oh shit, the Premier League could have kicked us out. We didn't realize. Like, no way. No, no we know way. we know the Premier League's not going to kick them out, we've just and you if I but and, and do you know what? They can't to these inter- to, but hang on. You know, right right now, how many players are pulling out of international duty? This is the biggest music in the world to these clubs that their players can't go off on international duty. And it will be down to the players. It will be down to the players to go, am I willing to go and be involved in in that? That means I can't play for Brazil for the three years I go and sign for Juventus. But then PSG have got loads of money, so I'll go to them, and then I can go back to playing for my country. I mean, it's crazy. There will not be, I'm sorry. I I just think think everyone's doing the outrage. I just haven't seen or heard much yet about... I, I don't know at what point people might start doing acceptance. It feels like grief, right? We're all going through grief at the moment because football's changing. And it'll be interesting. No, what no, no, no. Is it is it like when
2: when does the radio and the TV I understand start what changing? you're saying? Yeah, look, the, Josh, I, I understand what you're saying. To... But what you're what you're forgetting is it's not it's more than grief. It doesn't make any sense. This move does not make I'm any sense. I'm with you. You've I, got I no no no. You. But what I'm saying is it makes so little sense that it will not happen, is my belief, in the format that it's Hang being on. mooted to happen. It will not happen. You cannot have sense to a appear. basically random bunch of teams that don't include PSG, not, the they're, big, they're big the German, German teams. teams Europe. They're not random. They're random. Jo- Josh, we're ninth in the league and we're one of them. You Tottenham are one of them. Are... That is the definition it's of fucking the... random. I am
1: not, I, I desperately hate this. It's, it is, no, no, no. but well, I'm, no, I'm, I'm not, it, but we are
2: one of the, the big brands that. of European football. It's, but what I'm saying is, but other big brands of European football aren't in it. So it's not, there's no, there's no criteria of logic behind this tournament being proposed. And if there's no criteria of logic, it cannot, it my, this is just, we're all expressing our opinion. I feel it's doomed. And it's a non-starter in this format. And this without those teams, you can't have... You're basically... It's like saying, I'm going to pick... It is random on, on that basis. I know it's not literally random. It's been, but it actually effectively is random because so many of the great teams of Europe aren't even in this fucking thing. is supposed to be the super thing of the great teams of Europe. So it's a non-starter for that reason. Once PSG went, no, 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 no. That's why it particularly... It's almost more than the fact that it's just crap Arsenal and crap Spurs are part of it. It's more that... The best teams in Germany and the best team in France, or the biggest team in France, aren't taking part. That means it's because kind their of owners don't want to do it. Yeah, but it's fucked because of that. In my opinion, that's just my opinion. Alan, you may disagree as well.
3: I just think even if those guys were involved, and I still think it's it's still you're not earning it. Yeah, and and that. Oh
2: yeah, I've uh, got, I, I, about... all agree. It, it, I think we're talking about whether um, it will happen, aren't we?
3: The likelihood of it. I think I I think it will happen. I've just got to agree with Josh. I just, I just think that they to to send out that tweet and nothing else today is is a bizarre thing. Um, there's some Liverpool fans that have turned up at Leeds actually just ahead of the tonight's game with banners already. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah, protesting certainly. outside against uh, outside. Uh, Ellen Road against it. Um, It's a good job the game against Fulham was so bad
2: that that, that (laughs) we haven't mentioned it. Yeah, I was going to mention then you you went bang. you started banging on about the Super League. I was exactly doing that, Josh. I'm blaming you. Can we quickly talk about yesterday? Uh, Here's my thing, just to say quickly. Like, Gary Neville was very funny in his rant. I thought he was brilliant. That rant was, like, scripted by, like, a genius writer because he, he said at one point in the middle of it, he was going on about Arsenal being a total shambles after that game we played. And I don't think we were that bad. I really... If Martinelli had scored that goal in the first fucking minute, that was just... Just didn't go in. Imagine that we would have won that game 3-4-0, I'm sorry. And we had plenty of opportunities. We had some really... Pepe's won. We had enough chances really good chances. The penalty was dodgy. We had a dot offside that was a toenail. <laughs> you know, all it's unlucky. I thought we were unlucky. I'm not saying we played well. We played well enough to win that game. We were unlucky, is my opinion about that game. The other bit about the Gary thing was pretty much he didn't even give a shit about Spurs, which is an <laughs> amazing moment in the middle of the whole thing. But I didn't think we were that bad. Alan, were we that bad? Was it that terrible? Was it that shambolic? I once again think
3: thought that I was operating in a different universe from other, other Arsenal fans and it, it must just be me but I was quite comfortable with the the lineup. I was comfortable with the fact that it was end of season, there's nothing to really to play for in the league I thought that some of the players could have probably staked more of a claim for their Europa League place which is now the priority which is now classed as the, the first team but actually um, I, I I didn't have as much rage about it. I mean, look, we're not—we're we're going to finish somewhere mid-table in the Premier League. The priority up until the announcement was obviously the Euro- Europa League. Maybe the players knew yesterday. God, <laughs> it's God. not worth being in that Europa League team because it, it's not going to achieve anything anyway. But I, I was comfortable with the fact it was just a, a poor end-of-season game.
2: Yeah, I agree. I certainly agree. Yeah.
1: Josh. Yeah, I, I think it was um, it was good to get something from the game. I know it, it won't really count for anything come come the end of the season, but just in terms of you know keeping up momentum and and, and going into these European games, you know, not on the back of a home defeat to Fulham uh, would have been huge. And I don't know, it just felt on, on another day. Martinelli scores after whatever it was, seventy seconds, and Sabah's had a count. I, I don't think it was. By any means, one of our worst performances. You know, if you again we think back to November, December. Yeah. You know the performances. It wasn't a, like that. A hell of yeah. a lot People were worse. it, it, was it like wasn't that. one of them. No. um And yeah, just to eighteen really shots. Avoid defeat. Five yeah. On target. Fr- frustrating because just with that Everton Tottenham draw on Friday night, you just thought, oh, you never know. Just just get yourselves in chance because obviously we've got Everton coming up in the league. So to have. To so have had the draw go the way, if we could have beaten Fulham, if we then could have beaten Everton, then you, then you just start to think about what what could be. But um, alas, it's um, yeah. It, it, if if we, if there was any doubt about sort of struggling to finish uh, for European qualification in the league, I, I suspect that is that is almost certainly over now. Although Alan probably can tell us the odds on Arsenal finishing whatever whatever it would need to be to to qualify for Europe
3: uh where we are at the moment i think it was something like naught percent of top four which is <laughs> mathematically just about but isn't going to happen and then it's about a 10 to 1 chance of doing it in in the top six for a europa league place if chelsea um,
2: win the top if chelsea if chelsea against the champions league right in the top four and they win the europa league what happens then uh, Ch- sorry, Chelsea. Sorry, uh, I mean, not Chelsea, Man United. Man United, I meant. Man United. Yeah. Um,
3: so the maximum you can have is five. So if Arsenal and Manu. Uh, sorry, if Arsenal won the Europa League and Chelsea won the Champions League, yet both finished outside the top four, then only the top three places would go into the Champions League. Oh, okay. So. The maximum you can have is uh, is five in any one of those um, in scenarios. any one of those combinations or scenarios.
2: Yeah, right. Can we just say we were brilliant that that attacking performance uh, against Prague? You know, Saka, Smith Rowe, Pepe, Martinelli came yeah. when he came on. I mean, we have to pick. So I, 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 the, one of the tragedies. I'm using the word tragedy. One of, of what's happened since this whole super, European Super League is it's now you know it's coming a time when we've just we've got hope that we've got some brilliant brilliant youngsters I think who you know once we get rid of the fucking deadwood of our older players um, shall we say I think the, you know the future's looking great it's just a case of whether the manager's up to getting that performance out of them on a consistent basis
1: yeah, I mean, obviously you won't have to worry about watching them next season, boys. I mean, you'll be, uh, you'll be. No, I shouldn't laugh. It's terribly sad. It
0: was. Well, I'm not going to have my I team.
2: Mean, by the way, just as, I'm not going to have my team removed from my interests by by fucking San conkey That's my. But I'm not going to pay them. I'm you're you're quite them... right. I'm messing I'm And look,
1: I'll cut. We'll, we'll go for. We can go for a meal before the game, and then just go home. <laughs> that might be what no, That's what we're do.
2: mooting in the in the in our in our chat with Dermot and Dan and yeah and. and all right. And well, Don I'm, I'm yeah. in
1: for. I'm yeah, in well, for all I'm, that. Yeah. yeah. I. I just think that uh, that first 30, 35 minutes, I mean, that was the most enjoyable we've had watching Arsenal since maybe the cup final last year, wasn't it? It was just, you know, such a rare uh, moment of comfortable joy and brilliant attacking football from, you know, from us that just made you, you know, it's been the story of our season though, isn't it? A result that makes you feel very positive followed by one that just takes you down a, a peg or two. Um, and there's just not been any any level of consistency, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, obviously, Villarreal. Alan, if you, if you are we we are favourites, aren't we? Uh, yeah,
3: we're, to, just, to we're slight, slight favourites against Villarreal. Although someone's just tweeted now that it is a Villarreal Roma final. <laughs> already, <laughs>
2: yeah. been, already been uh, decided. Yeah. So, 5-1 at the weekend, didn't they? Unai Emery's Villarreal,
3: and the Unai Emery team. With flowing attacking football, you must have been absolutely rigid with fear on the sidelines when they went 3 4 0 up. In that,
2: yeah. yeah, as um, it stands right now, do you think we're going to beat Villarreal in that? In that, another two legs, assuming that the, the, the competition goes ahead and we're still in it.
3: Um, it's, I, I don't think it's going to be easy, but I think we will just sneak it. I think.
2: Is that because Arteta's a slightly better manager than Unai Emery? (laughs) I don't think it'll prove it
3: either way, the result of this game. But actually, now I've thought about it a little more, Unai Emery probably has the defensive players and defensive nous to win a two-leg tie against Arteta, regardless of whether or not who's the better manager. But I, I... I think that's what that's what might actually catch Arteta out here. If this was just a one-off game, if this was the final, yeah. I'd probably say that we'd be we'd, we'd do it comfortably. But now I'm not so sure. And um, uh, you know, he's the master of these two-legged games in, in yeah, this yeah. competition. Uh, is, his, his record is. For, I mean, I, I'm just trying to think back. That when's the last time he would have lost a 2 leg game in in this competition? Did they not win it the year before he was appointed our boss? And obviously he didn't lose one with us. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he won it three in, in a
2: row. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, no, right. Yeah, it must be years. Yes, it's so it years. Must be years.
3: Yeah. So, um, oh god, I'm not that confident. Though.
2: No, me neither. And the actual, the actual prediction we have to do, obviously, is for Friday's game, Friday night against Everton. Uh, tough one to predict, isn't it? That one, I think.
3: Wouldn't it be great to be able to go to that game?
2: On a oh yeah, It'd be
3: lovely. Um, I think um, we don't look as motivated at the moment, and I, I'm fine with that. I think as long as we put our first team or what what seems to be our first team into the Europa League matches, so I think I think it could be another a draw, maybe two two.
2: Yeah, um, I was going to say that. Damn. Um, I'm going to go for a surprise win. I think we'll rustle enough energy. Maybe Aubameyang might be back. I mean, Lacazette could. Be, we don't know what's happening with injury. Maybe Aubameyang will be back. Lacazette his, looks out for a while, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He does. He does. Um, and Ketia, so, I mean,
3: it's, it's almost
2: maybe. Yeah, I think Martinelli was a great. Is it that? I mean, like, you know, him playing. He, I thought he was fantastic. So um, yeah. you know, got him to. to who know. I'm going to go for a two-one um, victory. Josh?
1: Yeah, I mean, Everton are in a really horrible run of form, aren't they? I mean, they've, they've I think, only drawn all their games so far this month. You know, Tottenham, Brighton, Everton, and, they, and even going back to that, they went out of the cup to City and lost at home to Burnley and, and, and sort of Chelsea. So they, they've been in a pretty poor run of form. So um, I'm actually going to go with you, Boyd. I think if, you know, if the level of performance is right, we can win. So I'll say 2-1 to Arsenal.
2: Excellent. Well, it's been an emotional, um, sometimes fraught uh, podcast, but uh, Alan has ever brilliant value. Um, Cheers, guys. Yeah. And uh, I mean, who knows what the fuck's going to happen? Yeah, it's it's disturbing times. (laughs) But we'll be back, whatever happens next week uh, with this podcast. That's for sure. Cheers, Josh. Cheers, Alan. Bye.